0: Good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. Right. It is 17th of May 2021, Janet. Am I right, Janet Anscombe? Do I have the correct date?
1: <laughs> you do. It is Monday, the 17th of May. And I'm Janet Anscombe. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. And I'm Cleo Oakland, And you're welcome to another me- meandering version of Canary Cast. <laughs> canary. Uh, before we start to record, Janet, we were thinking we've got some very serious stuff to come. But anybody who knows us will not be surprised to find out that we might end on a lighter note. And that is a pun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good pun.
0: (laughs) By the way, how
1: are you? I am very well. I have to say that following my first AZ injection, it has taken me a month, actually, to fully to get over the Mm -hmm. initial symptoms. I I had 36 hours. I had a rotten time. And the last month, I feel I've had to to take this last month just to feel strong again. That's how much it affected me. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad to have had the vaccine because if the vaccine can generate that sort of response as a reaction to COVID, then God knows Mm -hmm. what having COVID itself is like when people say you cannot get out of bed. I can believe that because I was like that. Um, I
0: I had two days of... (laughs) I suppose
1: we're in yes. yes, my husband as well, and many other people have reacted like that. And what, what the medical staff seem to be saying is that if you don't have a reaction to the first one, don't worry. It doesn't mean you're not generating a, um, a medical re- reaction, but you are likely to respond more seriously than to the second jab. You will get some sort of reaction they're saying one way or another. Mm. But compared to actual COVID, I think it is a price well worth paying. I'm very
0: glad I've had mine. And And I think we're all all individuals. Yeah, exactly.
1: You've had yours, haven't you?
0: I've had my first AstraZeneca uh, 10 days ago, second one in July. And in fact, one of my work colleagues had a Janssen this weekend, and he's gone home feeling a little bit under the weather. But that's it, a bit under the weather yeah um, that's the worst it's, it's been and and the johnson of course is, is the single dose it's the single dose we, we weren't going to start with vaccinations but while we are talking about it there's two things we need to say the first one is if you are in the 50 to 59 year old age group the canarian health service has asked you not to phone them at the moment that's right because there's they have a thing called stop bulos which means no fake news, stop fake news, because a rumor or a well rehearsed tweet was going around saying, no, you need to phone now if you're aged between 50 and 59 for your vaccination and the lines got utterly jammed. So they haven't been able to deal with the genuine calls. Don't forget 012 is the the general emergency number as well. So if that line is blocked for a genuine emergency, um, you could be putting someone's life in danger. So people between the ages of 50 and 50 to 59 do not phone yet you it will be announced we will let you know when you can phone
1: i, I do wonder whether that was actually a, a mistake I, whether it's a fake news or, or a mistake is wrong anyway yeah but i think what might have happened is somebody would have been told if you were born in the 1950s call now could and, be. of course, that is that is the right category. If you're born in the 1950s, you should be calling. But if you are in your 50s, then you were actually born in the 1960s or, or even 70s now, and so you should not be calling yeah. until an actual call is put out for you to call 012. And if you are in your 50s, you are still too young just at the moment.
0: Within a week, I'd say.
1: I would say very soon now. that they, they have such a head of steam now. They're getting doses. They've got lots of doses here to administer. Yeah. More doses are arriving constantly. And Spain has a good supply from the EU, which is now in full production mode. Mm. So there is absolutely no problem with the supply and the delivery and the distribution and the administration. It's just a case of waiting. And maybe within the next couple of weeks, people who are born in... 1960s and who are therefore currently in their 50s will be getting exactly a
0: call and while we're on vaccinations i know nearly everybody who has been following social media will know this but there's no harm in repeating um on thursday the regional government finally kind of let us know or gave us the news that a lot of people have been waiting for that people who are legally resident here and that it's hugely important that you are legally resident here but are not a public health card holder do now have the right to look for a vaccination. But what you have to do is you have to go to your local health center. You must bring your passport, your residency papers. So whether that's a European green card or your British TIE or your Ukrainian TIE um, and your certificate of your empadronamiento. So that's the town hall paper they will register. They're not going to give you the vaccination there and then. They will register you, give you a kind of a, a temporary registration on the public health list and then either give you a date there and then or tell you that you will be cons- contacted with a date for your vaccination, depending on which age group you're in. So again, we're kind of back to the, if you're 55, you won't be getting your vaccination today or you won't be getting it until your age group is actually in line. But you need to go to your health centre first and register And pleasantly surprising are the amount of people contacting you, contacting other social media pages, saying it's working.
1: This system has, as we know, been months and months in the making, and it has generated more questions and queries and concern and worry than almost any other issue over the last year, I would say when am I going to get my vaccine? Well, the private patients at last do have a system and okay, they have taken a while to get it, but we are not the last area in Spain to arrange this. In fact, we are in the top half of the of the regions of Spain to sort this system out. So although it might feel like people have waited a long time, they have actually waited less time here than elsewhere in Spain, where there are still people in this category who don't know what they're doing in the Canaries, all you have to do is go to your local health center where they will want to see that you're legally registered, which means you have a registrar or a tier, and that it is your local health center. And mm-hmm. for that, that is why you need your Certificate de Empadronomy because it shows where you actually reside currently, and that the health center is your local one. <clears throat> you will then be put into the system, as Cleo said, giving a temporary um, registration for the purposes of the vaccine. And you will then be called when your group would exactly. arise if you were in the state system. It doesn't mean that if you're 50, you go and you'll get yours next week. No, no. You go into the group that you would be in if you were in the state system.
0: And if you're older, then then say 60 or 70, you will no doubt get an, a, a, a date very quickly because your group has already been vaccinated.
1: I, I know someone who got a day the next day. There you go. Um, be, because of this, because they were in an older category. They would have already been vaccinated had they been in the state system by the time they arranged this. So they went along to their health centre and were put in the system and within half an hour of leaving the health centre, they had an appointment for the following day for the centre. There
0: you go. And again, I've said this before, I would also say to people, it's no harm to actually take this opportunity to register permanently with the public health system. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't actually have to go to your public doctor. You can continue to use your private health insurance, but you are registered because, as we know, there could well be more vaccinations in the future. And what this does at the moment is just a temporary installation on the public health system list but if you want to permanently register as a public health patient why not consider it
1: i think it's not only for this particular vaccine and this particular pandemic i mean at the moment if you're registering as a temporary patient that's all you're registering for but this pandemic is not going to be the last one (laughs) and as and when the next one let's hope it never comes let's hope it doesn't come in our lifetimes but if it were to You'll already be in the system if exactly. you register properly then, and you will not have to go through this again when we need the next vaccine, and it will come. It will. It's a new question yeah. of when. I mean, even
0: if it's just a booster for
1: this one as well. No, that's true. Because or a next second, year, they second wave or something. That's very true, Cleo. Because next year they may well find there are sufficient variants to warrant a tweaked booster being handed out
0: to people like like with the flu job every year. Yeah, but you get it every year. It becomes part of your life.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: right. I mean, there's we can pop and hop because inevitably one one of our chats leads us to the next chat. Now, really, really want to talk about travel, Janet, because I was shocked by what I read over the weekend Uh, as the mother of someone who is planning to study in the UK soon. Luckily, as an Irish passport holder, but I don't know if people have seen this, I was going to kind of put it on Facebook. Imagine if it's a 20 year old young British woman who had lived here in Spain before decided to come over and look for a job and told the people at Madrid Airport that she was coming over to look for a job. And they basically arrested her and put her into a detention center for five days without a passport, without her personal belongings, without contact with any legal representation or her family. Can you imagine what might happen in terms of headlines?
1: I tell you one thing, I know what did actually happen in Alicante when a few Brits tried to get into the country and they weren't entitled to get in. They were told politely you may not enter and asked to leave. There was uproar for a fortnight in the British press, and they claimed to have been deported when, in fact, they were trying to enter. That's what happens when it happens to Brits.
0: There are numerous and a growing number of cases of young people, two Spanish women in particular, who last week went to, flew to the UK. And this is exactly what happened to them. One who has been called Maria because she doesn't want her own name used, has family in the UK, she lived there and worked there before. So she has paid her social services stamps uh, and she was detained at Gatwick Airport on the 2nd of May, having flown in from Valencia. Uh, she said she thought that she was free to explore the job market until at least October, given that she had worked there before. And in fact, the Home Office advice says that visitors without work visas may attend meetings conferences, seminars and job interviews, negotiate and sign deals and contracts. But none of that happened to her. Her passport was taken away and she was brought to a detention center in Bedfordshire immediately. And then because there was a COVID scare there, she was isolated for up to five days without being allowed to contact her family, without any legal uh, advice given to her or without any access to legal advice. And then she was finally put, she's I think today, Monday, She is now flying back to Valencia and was told she will get her passport when she gets back into Spain. But it could also now state on her passport that she has been deported from the United Kingdom. Yes. Yes. And according to a couple of reporters for The Guardian, there are quite a lot of European citizens who are having this happen to them. That they are not just simply being told they can't go into the UK, they're being arrested and detained for days. There there is
1: one... There is one case that I'm familiar with at the moment of an Italian girl. And she went um, she went to stay with family, but she went to stay with family because they had young children and they were working um, around the clock. And there was a reason for that. And that is because they're Italians and they're doctors and they work for the NHS and they are working around the clock, saving British lives of people who have COVID. And they have a young family and their niece from, I think from Rome, um, or certainly the Rome area, um, came over to look after their children and to experience a bit of British life as well. But it was to stay with family. And this girl made the mistake, if mistake it was, but quoting the very law you've just quoted, said she was coming over to work as an au pair, except she was really looking after family's children. And because of that, and because she didn't have a visa, she too was carted off from the airport. No personal belongings, no passport. Like I say, when Brits arrived at Alicante, you may not enter Spain because it's actually against Spanish law at the moment. Nothing was removed from them. They weren't arrested. They weren't carted off. They weren't deprived of contact with anyone. They were merely told you may not come into the country and asked to leave on the same plane they arrived on. There was holy hell
0: in mm. the press for a fortnight. And they hadn't been and deported. Women, it won't state that they have been deported from Spain.
1: And yet in my own country right now, young women like your daughter, like my granddaughter, are going to the UK and being arrested and held on young women, 16-year-old girls without their passport, without their mobile phones, in a detention center merely for visiting family this is unconscionable i no longer recognize my own country yeah.
0: it is frightening um and i mean one of the people so one of them was told us not Maria, another woman said that she was told by the immigration people that it was her airlines fault right that welling was to blame uh welling have said airlines are not supposed to be betting eu travelers it's officials in the country of destination and this same girl who was flown back to Barcelona after a number of days, her boyfriend is working in the UK. She said, that's it, she's never, she said, the idea of moving to Britain appalls me. I'm not going back.
1: There is one other factor. The Italian girl I was talking about the culture going to stay with, as I say, they are NHS doctors. And they are now openly researching leaving the UK and the NHS to go back to Italy. Is this what the UK wants? is this where we've headed now, that people are leaving the country because it is so hostile to foreigners, the doctors are leaving, the hospitality industry doesn't have um, serving staff, it appears, because at least a third of them mm-hmm. were EU nationals and they are leaving. Food is rotting in the field, so we are told by the Telegraph of all. So I'm not a Telegraph reader, but I'm aware it's reported this. And if the Telegraph's reporting it as a negative of Brexit, the one actually... Has to assume it has a grain of truth in it because if it were possible to post anything else, the Telegraph would have done so. <laughs> um, so they're losing, they're losing essential workers, whether doctors or fruit pickers or serving staff. Yeah, people are leaving and the country.
0: And one can say, okay, so we all know that Brexit has caused confusion because this is a Brexit issue. This isn't a COVID issue. This is Brexit. Um, but there has to be clarification from government immediately. I mean, this happened a week ago. And uh, I say these are, the, these are the cases that we've heard about. There's a lot of Bulgarian nationals, apparently, as well. It seems that Spain, Bulgaria, and Italy are the countries that are making the headlines. Um, yes. They're not even being allowed to contact their embassies when this happens. Yes, this I, is just I think wrong. The, pop- the the
1: problem with needing clarity quickly is that if, as it it was openly acknowledged under Theresa May's administration, if you are seeking to create a hostile environment, then clarity is the last thing you wanna provide. And that seems to be where we are. And therefore one has to presume, and it's sad that we are in a position of having to presume because we don't have the information, but one has to presume that given the lack of information, given the lack of clarity, given the fact this is still going on, one has to say it does appear, that the UK is still engaged on a policy of active, hostile environment. Let's That's hope
0: you know it, it, a... this has to change. So I mean, this I'm not just speaking as somebody, as the mother of someone who is, you know, potentially going to the UK to study in a couple of months. Um, but also just in general, because it's a two-way process, too. I mean, the next thing that you and I are going to talk about in a second is, you know when are British people going to come back here on holidays? Now, there has to be open doors. Obviously, the door frame has changed (laughs) and the locks have changed, but the doors still have to be able to open as well as close. But
1: but it it does seem to me that many people have displayed a level of self-interest and self-concern that I am surprised by over the last several years. And If that is the only way we can talk to them, then fine. Think on this. If we are going to treat people like that who arrive at our own country, what happens when you want to come to Spain? Because everything that has been done with regard to Brexit has been done with an eye to reciprocity. And if the UK is going to treat foreigners like that, then British nationals need to be on a double guard when they go abroad because they're not generating any goodwill at all at the moment.
0: No, quite,
1: no, quite the, the opposite. Reverse. Quite the reverse. Mm-hmm. It's and if self-interest is the way to talk to people, then that's the way we have to talk to them. If you want to be nasty to people who arrive in the UK, don't expect people to roll out a red carpet when you come to Spain.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I do know that that again, according to the Guardian, which you know has done a, an excellent couple of articles on this, they're saying that the European the European Commission spokesperson. Uh, is is bringing this up, there's been letters to Ursula von der Leyen. Now, obviously, the European Commission isn't the UK, but like you say, I'm not saying that it would be tit for tat, but you know, if somebody was treating British residents this way or British visitors this way first and, you know, nobody would be surprised if the British officials started to treat people coming into Britain that way in not revenge is the wrong word, but tit for tat kind of reaction. Well, yes, I mean, it would be
1: humanly understandable, but I would also say be legally justifiable because reciprocity is written into every part of the Brexit agreement. And if the UK wants to treat people like this, then it has to accept that Spain is almost legally obliged to
0: to do the same thing. Speaking of which, (laughs) we do have, for instance, one tabloid saying today that uh, Fernando da Torres, Victor Angel Torres, who is the president of the Canarian government, is actively negotiating with the UK to get the Canary Islands onto a green corridor, onto the green list, so that British travellers won't have to quarantine when they return to the UK. So, therefore, they might start coming here on holidays this month. Now, Is this high in the sky? Is it hopeful
1: thinking? What is it? That'd be good, wouldn't it? They they can come. Yeah, the UK is going to let them out. Torres wants to roll out a green carpet for them (laughs) so they don't have to quarantine when they go home. Unfortunately, they are entering Spain, which is not letting them in until the 31st of May. I do not understand this fixation on what the UK is allowing and what Torres wants. The Canaries are part of Spain, and until Spain says the Canaries are different or people can come in before the 31st of May, the situation remains that no non-EU holidaymakers can enter the country before the 31st of May. And I've seen various reports that say, well, Torres is trying to negotiate with the UK to put the canaries on the green list doesn't matter if they're on the green list you can't come in anyway till the 31st of May okay.
0: i mean you say that spain kind of controls the external borders of spain yeah. obviously that madrid controls the external borders and i get yeah. that what about portugal are they not letting tourists in now
1: well well portugal has in the last few days it's all rather interesting actually portugal in the last few days has said they are going to allow british tourists back in even though they're not eu nationals And this is an EU policy that Portugal has now unilaterally decided to to break. breach, to ignore. There are two two factors of interest here. One is that the presidency of the European Union rotates, and the current presidency is held by Portugal. So Portugal has used its own presidency to lift its own um, restrictions. And one can't help wondering whether it's got something to do with a certain football match that is taking place. in the near Gosh, future. gosh. That isn't going to happen in Turkey, that football match. <laughs> well, there was, what is it, Chelsea and Manchester City. I don't know which cup it is, but some final is taking place with two
0: English. I think teams it's important.
1: <laughs> and it's really important. And it was going to be in Turkey, and then it wasn't going to be in Turkey. It was going to be in Portugal. Why it can't be in Wales, I don't know. I mean, I get, I get, I get that it can't be in um, Wembley because one of the teams is a, is Chelsea. It's a London team, so it can't well, be. It would be a home advantage. It has to be a neutral. You know, Cardiff. Anybody? Anybody heard of the Millennium Stadium? Glasgow, Malibus? Edinburgh. You know, just somewhere local. Um, or even Nottingham, I don't know. What about Penrith? <laughs> Everton. Porto. Porto. You know, well, anyway, Portugal has lifted its um, restriction on the border, even though the. So whether other countries will follow that and unilaterally allow tourists in, I don't know. Spain is not showing any sign of doing so at the moment. And of course, there is an elephant of an Indian. State. at the moment there is an Indian elephant in the room and I don't remember the code for this variant is B something B11296 or whatever um but it's known as the Indian variant and at the moment the the UK seems at the moment to be holding its collective breath to see whether this is just going to go wild or be controllable and they don't know at the moment so there's an awful lot of talk about whether people can travel and whether they can come in all we can say is hang on let's see what this elephant does this indian elephant Mm. and let's see what spain might do they might go with portugal or they might keep it to the 31st of march bottom line it doesn't matter whether germans are coming it doesn't matter whether the dutch are coming it doesn't matter whether the french and the italians and the polish are coming they are European nationals. Yeah, yeah. And when when British people read, maybe Spain will let in. They're letting in the British, and the, the German and the Dutch and the French and the Italians. Yeah, because they're EU nationals. And I'm afraid you aren't anymore.
0: No. I, I mean, I have noticed a difference or an increase in silly little things like going for a swim to one of my favourite spots in La Caleta. I can't get parking now. Whereas a month ago, I didn't even have to worry about it. No. Um, and you Tories know... are them. coming back. Yeah, they are. are coming they are. back and they are allowed in,
1: yeah. um, providing, you know, they, they have a test if their country is deemed to be at high risk. They are allowed in as long as they have a location form for track and trace. It is non-EU nationals that there is this sort of essentially I a blanket know. restriction on that Portugal has now um, opened a
0: little door. Yeah, because for. football... Football's coming home. It's not. Football's going to Portugal.
1: Yeah, because football. That's all you need to know, isn't it? Because Because
0: football. football. (laughs) It's not COVID, it's not Brexit. It's football.
1: It's football.
0: Yeah. We can't
1: talk with our interests.
0: (laughs) Eh? No. Well, I mean, if it was rugby now, it would be different. It would be completely different. I like the f- I like that Indian elephant in the room. Unfortunately, it's true. It's true. Um, and I, but I mean the UK is opening up? It's at next phase today. Regardless, isn't it? Keeping an eye on things. Like
1: I say, at the moment, I get the impression the whole country is holding its breath
0: yeah. and just
1: hoping. As do we all. I mean, yeah, we all. Of hope. Of course it. we do.
0: Of course we do. breaks just
1: are minimised.
0: Very quickly, um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago because we had a question from one of our listeners about the rules regarding meetings of comunidades. So these yeah. are yeah. Owner, yeah. owner owner meetings in uh, complexes here in Spain. Now, under law, normally these must be held every year. And she asked us what was the story, whether they could be held, whether they could be held digitally, remotely. And... Um, The people who actually manage my complex, um, Hestria, we had a committee meeting on Friday um, and Monique passed me over the latest bulletin, state bulletin, which came out on the 5th of May. And she just said, listen, that might be of interest for your podcast. And it is. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go through about three or four rules that might be of interest to anybody. So officially now by the state, the obligation to have a meeting of of your owners Community of Owners this year has been suspended until the 31st of December 2021. So there is absolutely no obligation. Um, and in fact, you are kind of asked not to. Um, the, also, the, the need to approve budgets for the year has also been suspended, uh, as is the need to kind of re-elect your committee. So all of this, those things that are in place already may continue to be in place. Now, there are exceptions. There are exceptions, for instance, uh, if the president and the vice president have resigned or can no longer continue, you might need to hold an emergency meeting to elect because you need to have a president. Um, uh, if there has been, for instance, a, a, I don't know, part of the building has fallen down, Or something that would be considered to be a a real emergency that you need to have a meeting to vote new funding for something that can also be, be used as a reason to call the meeting. And the other thing that has been included is now there is a there is a provision for the holding of video conference meetings, or I suppose telematic meetings, but there are some very strict conditions, one of them being that everybody, every single owner would have to be able to attend that. So they would need broadband. They would need face-to-face conference technology to have in their home. That, that and they would need to be able to know how to connect. So not just some, but all the owners would need to have that, regardless of whether they All living. the
1: owners, whether or not they were going actually to attend, they would still need the facility
0: to do so. That the yeah, todos los propietarios yeah. dispongan de los medios necesarios. Okay. So, so that, that means that you have to have the facility to join the meeting, even if you have no intention of actually Exactly, exactly. And the secretary, so the administrator, the, the administrator who works for your, your property group must be able to fully identify that it is the owner that is taking part in the meeting. Because otherwise, you know, I could say, well, I actually live in 14B, I don't know, Las, Las Torres or something. So I would have to be here. I'd probably have to have my passport with my picture on it. I might have even had to send the pa- The secretary will have to work out measures whereby she or he can 100% assure themselves that the person talking on the Zoom or the video conference is the property owner. So, having um, we
1: said, this is the future. You know, a year ago, we were saying they can't do this. Data protection law means it's, it's not achievable. And yet within a year, they have worked out a way Yeah, of making it. It's complicated, but if it needs to be complicated, but it's doable. And once it's done, then it will become something that can be offered in other circumstances. Then it will become enormous. I'm sure this is the future.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like a wee piece I did a couple of weeks ago with on remote workers here. I mean, I was chatting to a woman who she's a company director in the UK, but she's working here at the moment because she has a broadband and we're on Greenwich Mean Time. She's everybody's home working. Her home happens to be yeah. in in Las Palmas, but she said even in the future, she wants to include in her negotiations for her new contract the right to have at least one or two months of remote working a year.
1: And that is exactly what the Canarian government and the Spanish government more widely, but yeah. the Canarian government particularly,
2: and their funding drives for this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're
0: going, if you can work from home, then home can be anywhere yeah if you can imagine if you're a company manager you're on a good salary say in terms of uk rates um if you can afford to keep your home rented out in the uk if you have one you could probably still afford a small apartment here in the canary islands for two months and i mean anybody who's talking about it says their productivity is up their focus is up they're more relaxed they're feeling better mentally and physically um, and they're probably saving money because the cost of living here is low compared to the kind of wages that they're earning because they continue to be on their Northern European wages. So everybody wins.
1: Everybody wins and we're
0: all safer because people are moving about so much. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, people it are paying win, into win, the local win. economy. They don't Absolutely. need the kind of mass tourism attraction, so they don't care if Science Park is <clears the> open <local throat> or not, to be honest. What they need exactly. is that their broadband works uh, and that, that the, maybe the bus service works because they might have a car here that the weather is good
1: and they can have world-beating wine and cheese and honey and fabulous fresh food and and a fraction of the
0: price that they would pay elsewhere yeah Yeah. Uh, and and then the third the other kind of the secondary bonus is that they're probably telling friends and family back at home wherever home is about the great time they're having here as a non-tourist So people are thinking exactly. oh hang on maybe the canary islands is more than sea and sand maybe we'll go hiking in the mountains as well or take trips to la Graciosa, or discover the wines of lanzarote so people are rethinking the canary islands as a destination too
1: yeah you mean they do food they do wine they do
0: culture good they lord culture. i thought it was they just do opera. <laughs> they do the most amazing opera exactly. anyway all right, well, then that brings us here. We've done another little unexpected link from music to music. <laughs> oh,
1: we well done.
0: We would finish on another note. because music of course, to my ears. It's you and me, <laughs> Janet. And we're into Eurovision Week. It's not
1: just Eurovision Week, it's the first semi-final tomorrow night. I
0: know. At I eight know. o'clock our time. And it's the the tough one. Tomorrow night's the tough one, isn't it? I mean, all the high flyers are in there. It.
1: This year, they could fill the final twice over. I mean, yeah. it is a classic year. And, you know, I know we are super fans, maybe, of, of the Eurovision song. We bore we our
0: friends. Guys, the it's only reason that we have together, Janice, is because no one else puts up with us at this time <laughs> exactly.
1: of <the> year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. In, in other years, when it hasn't been a particularly brilliant year, we, 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 we will say. But this year, everybody's almost been at pains to show what they can do after last year it didn't happen and and there are some amazing amazingly good songs
0: there are there are and there's some fun performances i mean i like the irish song i always have an extra look at the irish song i don't think it's going to get out of the the semi-final i really don't because you've got all of you've got malta in there you've got iceland in there and you know all of the there are
1: very many good songs you
0: and i were backing malta for quite a while, but then last week they started the live rehearsals. And I think you you might have mentioned this on the last podcast, but one song now has emerged as a favorite, overtaken yeah. Malta as the favorite, and we both agree it's a fantastic song.
1: Yeah, I mean there there are three songs really ba- basically in, in the in the league. There's Italy, France, and Malta. Those three are clearly a class apart in, in, a, in an amazing year. Yeah. And yep each of them, the, the question always is not how good is the song, how good is the singer, but how does it stage? Because it is a song contest. Yeah. And so it's a competitive element in, in the staging. And so everybody is, um, is interesting. Because when they first um, announce the songs, obviously there is a professional video. Yeah. But when you stage something, you can't do it like and you, you have do to in sing the video. Live. And you have to sing live. So people want to see. Now Malta, stages well enough but it doesn't stage as well as Italy, and everybody's raving about Italy at the minute because it's a glam-rock performance. But the one that is, well, it takes our breath away, doesn't it, the French one. Voila. Because in in a year where we are all at sixes and sevens because the world is in unfamiliar territory and in a year where the contest is trying to redesign itself with a limited audience, The French entry is called Voila, and it is a girl just standing there, just a a woman with a song. When you talk about staging, this woman is just standing there and singing. Look at me. Regarde-moi.
0: Do you know what it reminds me of? A woman and a song, and it's breathtaking. It is. It's a fabulous song. But it just reminds me as well of slightly more flamboyant, but single, alone on stage. With a conchita verse with rise like a phoenix yes because once the song began you're just you're just transfixed by the song yeah. and the singer of the voice and the staging, and the voice, and and the staging don't of this
1: yeah. there is a pf like quality to this woman absolutely i said this much a couple younger weeks ago. yeah and yeah. she's much younger but there is a look of her and I she's the stage, into the
0: chorus you could you are what I love about this is it's quintessentially French. It is why the Eurovision exists in a sense.
1: It's the so French thing. So many countries
0: I've... go for Europop, but this is a French song for France.
1: It is beautiful and meaningful. And as I say, it is one woman, one song. This is me. Look at my song. And if that can't win the song contest,
0: it certainly deserves to. All right. Well, we will play out with Voila. voila. Uh, and we will talk to you well by the time I let's see if we've time for your vision special during the week we've been far too busy this is there's all this we have we have have.
1: but this time next week we will know and we will play the winner
0: we promise to play the winner regardless but in the meantime Janet you stay safe we'll do you too and enjoy the semi-finals and the big night itself
1: will do and if you're going to Porto I don't know when this football match is but um, good luck to both teams indeed and (laughs) and stay safe everybody et voilà stay safe et voilà au revoir au
0: revoir bonne chance
2: (laughs) écoutez-moi moi la chanteuse à demi parlez de moi à vos amours A vos amis, parlez-leur de cette fille aux yeux noirs et de son rêve fou. Moi ce que je veux, c'est écrire des histoires qui arrivent jusqu'à vous.